Hello, and welcome to CineDrunk, the podcast where we're drunk on cinema and alcohol. Brought to you by Cinemunch.com. I'm one of your hosts, Matt, joined as usual by Nathan. Hey, hey. And Elizabeth. Hi. Hey. All right, so we um, just saw the movie Inside Out, the latest offering from Pixar. Which I think we would all we won't really talk about it much more much more than to say we would all highly recommend it for sure. Um, but it got us thinking about our favorite animated movies. So we are back by popular demand, <laughs> so much popularity, um, with another <laughs> bracket competition. This time, animated films, mm-hmm. and we initially narrowed it down into four different categories. We have our Pixar films, our classic Disney, our Disney Renaissance, and our non-Disney animated films. Mm-hmm. Um, but before we get into the nitty-gritty, Nathan, so much gritty. What did you tell us? <laughs> what we're drinking? Well, this episode of Cine Drunk is sponsored by <laughs> Owl's Brew, a tea crafted for cocktails. And by sponsored by, we mean we just happen to they be drinking. They don't know they're sponsoring it. <laughs> they're not giving us any money, in fact. So what's up with that? Um, <laughs> not that we've uh, inquired or asked them no, for it. No, they're great people, I'm sure. I have no idea. I've never met them. But uh, there's this nifty little uh, tea sort of thing. <laughs> this mixer. Mixer. Called yeah. Owl's Brew. It's a brewed tea. Um, we are currently enjoying the classic, which is a blend of English breakfast tea, lemon, and lime. And we've paired it with gin and a little spritzy squeeze of lime, like actual lime, um, <laughs> as opposed to fake lime. Um, and uh, I'm just wondering for our... our friends across the pond what's the conversion rate for spritzy squeezy <laughs> uh it's about six a goggle <laughs> six and a half to seven drops but then you have to let the lime sit in the drink ah uh. for the, the duration and if you if you happen to suck it into your teeth you can do a, a quick little <laughs> oh, some like Hannibal, like Hannibal Lecter. Lecter exactly yeah. um but that's only allowed if if it's kind of on the down low um <laughs> Anyway, Owl's Brew is actually really good. I think tea, I think we all agree, tea is kind of an underrated mixer for... Very much so. um, With alcohol. With alcohol. And also it's an underrated pairing with cheese, I must Mm. say. I think one of my favorite breakfasts would have to be like an English breakfast tea with a Gruyere type cheese and a slice of ham and a piece of buttered toast. Is that your British accent coming out? Yeah. <laughs> Why, yes. <laughs> Happy as a glam. Oh. Uh, <laughs> to Owl's Brew. Uh, yes, cheers. That is that. Thank you, Maria and someone else for creating Owl's Brew. Yeah, we're the partner. I really did my research this time. We did. Yeah. Anyhow, so yeah, we have clearly loved our, our bracketed competitions of uh trying to narrow down drunkenly yes i I might add you know if we were sober and really going through these past brackets of ours we would probably have some different decisions or not or or not uh but uh as we've done in the past um 
we, or not as we've done in the past, but in the past we have ranked some of the films, uh, or seeded them, I guess, um, based on their release date, sort of arbitrary, or for our summer blockbusters last year we did uh, by box office, which uh, worked for that. Uh, but for this, we did it a little different. So as Elizabeth said, we split it into four different subcategories of, you know, we'll, get, we'll go through them as we go. Um, and from those, we sort of listed basically all the films that would have been eligible, like basically every Pixar film we list, listed. And then between the three of us, we ranked our top eight and uh, just assigned them like numbers and letters so we didn't know necessarily who put this at number one and who put that at number eight um, to just to decide what the eight in this yeah. bracket will be. We're just going to pull them randomly out of a bucket so we've or a also mixing bowl. already seen, not so much with Pixar because there weren't as many, but we've already seen some of our personal favorites not even make the final. I know. Uh, the final eight. So, like I think so take your number hate one, mail two, and stuff it. <laughs> Actually, send it because I'm really interested. But. <laughs> but yeah, um, we love animated films, and much like our summer blockbusters, they evoke a lot of nostalgia for us. And yeah, I'm sure you will hear plenty of, of stories of childhood and joy and anger woe. and sadness and disgust. No, I'm kidding. Uh, so let's start with our Pixar bracket. We ha- we've already narrowed it to eight. Let's randomly pull from this mixing bowl and see what our first matchup is. Okay. Number one is Ratatouille. Ratatouille? Oh, we? Oh. Up against Toy Story 3. Oh. This is difficult right oh, off the bat, geez. I think. So I, I really love both of these. I'm going to have to start. Please, Please do. Please do. And I would like to never be getting so. Oh god, maybe not. Uh, you know, I think I'm going to. I I know at this point that I'm going to go with Ratatouille. Mm. Not an easy decision. No. But I am the Munch in Cinemunch, so I yeah. naturally have an affinity for the. Culinary. The culinary delights of Ratatouille. Uh, <laughs> also, I think Toy Story 3, while my favorite of the three Toy Stories, does necessarily depend on the first two mm. in order to work as well as it does. Mm. Which you could go either way with, but for me today, I'm going to say that's a knock against it as a standalone film. Fair enough, and I would... When I have to make a tough tiebreaker decision basically i see your reasoning and i am not disagreeing with it but I am, <laughs> i'm also not agreeing but, with right <laughs> but i am going to go with toy story 3 and i think it i really really love ratatouille it might have been my number two when i personally ranked them but my number one was toy story 3 it was my favorite movie of 2010 beating the social network which is like a masterpiece basically so that tells you how much I love Toy Story 3. And I've only seen it the one time in theaters. I definitely need to see it again. But I was a, much like most people, I was a blubbering mess of tears mm-hmm. by the end. And yes, it did sort of, it was dictated by one and two and this like built up love of these characters and growing up Nostalgia. with them. 
of course, nostalgia. But I think Ratatouille is a really great standalone film. Mm. Pixar firing on all cylinders. It's creative. It's funny. It has heart. And Nathan looks like uh, the main character. Linguini. Not the rat. I look no, like I the like, rat. But Nathan looks like... You do kind of look like the We're rat. We're a good pair. Oh. <laughs> I've been told on six or seven separate occasions that I'm identical to an animated character, <laughs> Linguini. Yep, my mother, when she which sends us mail, will fine. only use the, the Ratatouille stamps, Aww. which have Linguini Aww. on there. And what's the rat? Remy? Remy. Yeah. Remy, yeah. I really, really Rain love Ratatouille whisper. from Patton Oswalt. Yeah. Yeah. And well, the whole cast, but yeah, especially Patton Oswalt. But yeah, I, I mean, Toy Story 3, I think, is... Especially because it's a, a second sequel. And right. Which with, is, with yeah. each sequel, it was, oh my god, why are they doing a sequel? Toy Story was great. It doesn't need a sequel. Oh, wait, Toy Story 2 was phenomenal. Wins the Golden Globes, starts the Academy's push to, oh, we should have an animated feature Oscar. And the third one, wait, no, no, you just had a perfect second sequel. Why would you ever consider doing a third one? Oh, wait, you topped yourselves again. Yeah, although the third one ends on such a final note, I can't believe they're doing a four. And I, I really know we wish they were. But the third is sort of the perfect way to go out for that series. I'll be the first to eat my words if it's great, but I just, you can't. I don't yeah. think you can top three. I go with Toy Story 3. We we're spending a long time on this one because it's difficult. But yes. I mean, these, break could, this these could be, you know, sort of at the top. But I actually think, and we'll we'll talk about it. Well, first off, I will say that I have seen Toy Story three more than once because the family I used to babysit for the girl like loved it, so mm -hmm. I've watched it many times. And she'd be like, "Elizabeth, why are you crying?" Because at the end, I like couldn't deal with it. <laughs> um, sure. But for me, I feel like a lot of the middle section of Toy Story 3 is not really memorable to me. And I love Ratatouille all the way through. So we've already talked about it a lot. I also feel like Ratatouille is really analogous to me about um, film and like film criticism. Mm -hmm. With It's, you know, it's the chef critic and, or the chef critic, the food critic and everything. So yeah, I vote Ratatouille. Ratatouille. But that's yes. hard. Those could have easily been in the top. One and two. Yeah. Yep. Either way. Yeah. Alas, that is the way the cookie crumbles or the ratatouille boils. I don't know. Um, <laughs> next matchup, we have... It's a real chef we have on our hands. <laughs> Clearly. I am definitely the Cinna and not the Munch. Uh, but we're all the drunk and Cinna drunk. Uh, Monsters, Inc. versus The Incredibles. Hmm. Well, I'll go first. Neither of these are actually my favorite or particularly interesting to me, but I'm going to go with The Incredibles because at least it has like female characters that talk. <laughs> That's fair. Fair enough, though I do love Jennifer Tilly in Monsters, Inc. I couldn't even tell you. Mike Let Wazowski's me tell you girlfriend. something about Jennifer Tilly. <laughs> I do love Jennifer She loves Tilly. cheese. She, well, she never actually buys cheese, but she loves cheese shops. <laughs> I have served her at every cheese shop I've ever worked at. But she's always buying, like, caramels or basically candy. But she's <laughs> she so nice. Accoutrement that yeah, you find in cheese. she's so nice. 
I had no idea she was in Monsters Inc. or Sports Inc. But um, I hope she did. I guess <laughs> they remember. <laughs> <laughs> I think Monsters Inc. may have been my number one. It doesn't matter because what matters right now is Monsters Inc. versus The Incredibles. But for me, it's very easy. Monsters Inc. I never connected with The Incredibles, even though I wanted to, and I tried so many times. I feel like it's a personal failing of mine that I can't. I think, yeah, I think. But I'm... Monsters Inc. just totally clicked with me. I think it's brilliant. I think it's an example of the particular genius of Pixar yeah. in um, getting into the minds of children and adults. Yeah. Uh, Absolutely. So. I mean, really, this with Pixar, this Pixar category in particular, there are none that are like weak movies mm -hmm. or bad movies. And I think yeah. part of the success of Pixar is how there are different movies that people have individual relationships to. So even though mine might be different than yours, like they are consistently making movies that aren't just like, oh, I like that movie or, oh, it's funny, but like speak to you in a deeper way. Right, and speak to so adults and kids. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because That's all of so, these Pixar's, so pretty much, except for like Toy Story, I was basically an adult by the time I saw them right. when they came out. Yeah. No, I think I think that's a great point. And also, when I saw Monsters, Inc., I was a surly, pubescent teenager, maybe post-pubescent, whatever. I was a surly teenager. And maybe it's partly because it surprised me so much how much I liked it. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that I have that love for it right. still. I give Monsters, Inc. a lot of points for being original, like you were saying, and it definitely mm -hmm. is a great example of what Pixar does great. I think of, like, the... I mean, just the con the whole concept of it is I so good. I do love good. the part at the end when they're with, like, the doors. All the doors, that's what I was thinking. It's such a great action sequence, yeah. and, like, the sound... I think it won the Oscar, maybe, for sound editing, maybe? Mm -hmm. Um, just everything, all aspects of it are really incredible, and the character design of all the monsters, even the the human characters, which I we, maybe we only see Boo, but yeah, so adorable. Um, so I'm really tempted to vote for that, but I I think The Incredibles is a better movie if I'm just being objective, and I really loved that movie the first time I saw it. It it doesn't hold up as much for me just because I'm so sick of superheroes in I think general. that's part of it, too. Yeah. But I love that family with Craig T. Nelson and Holly Hunter yeah. and the kid. It's just such a great... It has such... They both have... Pixar, in general, has such heart. Yeah. But I'm going to narrowly, narrowly side with The Incredibles. Let's keep going. So... All right. Next matchup, we have... Up... Versus Toy Story. Um, I'll go very quickly. I barely remember Toy Story. And I loved Up. And not just that 10 minute montage. And not just the amazing score. But I loved the adventure between the man and the boy. And how he provides sort of a father figure to a kid who doesn't have one. And. I also just love, <clears throat> similar to how I loved about, uh, what is it, the movie that won this year for animated film? Yeah, uh, Big Hero 6. Mm. I love that the 
boy in Up is drawn to be Asian American and was voiced by an Asian American actor, which mm-hmm. was like a big deal for Disney, so or for Pixar. So uh, well I I suspect I will lose. Well, maybe not with Nathan, but I <laughs> didn't rank with the wild card stallion <laughs> not stallion. Stall- I'm not sure. Mule. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even rank, I love Up, but I didn't even rank it in my top eight Pixar. Um, I think the opening, that old age growing up, you know, love montage is just phenomenal. A plus. The rest of it doesn't work as as well for me. I'm not a big, big fan of the first Toy Story, but just it sets up the second and the third, which I love so much. I'm going with Toy Story. I am, I I mean, I'm voting for Up. All right. And uh, there's something about Toy Story that just hasn't ever jived, jived, jived (laughs) with me. (laughs) It's a little too Americana for my taste, maybe. Yeah. It could be like Americana, suburbia, bland. In that way. Not to say it wasn't revolutionary and it is a fantastic movie. I'm just splitting hairs, but up is my vote. It's also such like male posturing in a yeah in a movie designed for young children. And I think I really because both Leave Buzz... it to you to point that out and be correct, actually. <laughs> but because both Buzz and Woody are such like archetypes of Maleness, right? Yeah, that I, I kind of think they're both assholes. Like, I mean, they're not, mm-hmm. and they're lovable and whatever. But especially in that first movie, Compared when there's the other when they're when they don't get shaded as much as they do in the second and third, like Woody is a cocky a hole too, and then Buzz comes in and he's just more of a like masculine a hole. I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I don't disagree, and I think that's and what works really well for so the adults, kind of, and it, and still for kids. I think right. that almost better than any of the other Sir Pixar adults. is like works as well as it does for kids who are like, oh wow, this is what happens when toys, right. you know, when we're when we're not in the room. This right. is what's happening with the toys. And right. It's so great. just to see. Oh, like, well, yeah, the idea of it is genius, genius, and yeah. so delightful and whimsical. I think it's just something in the execution that I'm a little bit just like, I don't enjoy it watching. Yeah, fair enough. It's quite subjective between these two. Yeah. Alright, what's our last Pixar? So, pairing? we have Wally. Wally. Up against Finding Nemo. Aww. This is another close, I think. For me, it's not. Close matchup. Well, I'll go... Why did I go first in the last one? I went first in the last one. Yeah, I'll, go, I'll go first because it's not close for me. It's Finding Nemo for sure. I think the first half of Wally is yeah. beautiful, like silent film. I love the character of Wally. I love the character of Eve. And then once it gets more into the its message, which it drives home way too forcefully and just with a not refined Pixar touch that I've come to expect just with the like fat Americans and corporations yeah. and greed and it's bad Once again which, and save the planet and the earth the humans ruin it right I I don't think it's bad it's just 
not as genius as the first half of the film, which I think is really, really beautiful. But beyond that, I really love Finding Nemo. And I think yeah. Ellen DeGeneres' performances, vocal performance as Dory, I, in my Oscar notebooks as a senior in high school, as I would have been <laughs> that year, I gave her my Best Supporting Actress Oscar for her performance <laughs> nice. in that, that movie. Um, and I'm excited for the sequel. What would else do? Um, well, I mean, you know, Pixar movies, so many make us cry. Mm-hmm. But I actually think the most, like... Maybe the most hard I've ever cried at a Pixar movie, and not because it was, like, something that I felt was sad, but just because it was so, like, sort of transcendent in my own life, is the moment when he, Wally, is watching the Hello Dolly clips. Mm -hmm. And part of that is just because I loved the musical Hello Dolly and watched it a ton as a kid, too, so it was, like, really this moment of, like, two things coming together that I just, when it got to that part, I just started, like like, hysterically sobbing because there's just something about it. But that being said, I think the whole movie doesn't work. And Finding Nemo, I already know I ranked it when we were ranking one through eight. I ranked it number one. Hmm. Finding Nemo, just for nostalgia, I saw it with this boy in high school who I really had, like, the biggest crush on. And it was totally a platonic thing, which you would think I would associate negatively with the film. But it was more (laughs) that it was, like, like, we did not travel in the same social circles or anything, but we were friends, and he still wanted to, like, go see it with me. And then it turned out he was really into art, so we started talking about the design of it in college when I was, like, ever on the nerve, ner- on the nerve, on the verge of a nervous breakdown and, like, super stressed out. That was the movie I put in to watch because I just loved it. So it's easily finding new for me. Yeah, um, I think while I'm still dumbfounded as to why Wally is so highly considered by so many. I think it's just because that first half is transcendent. That's absolutely true, but there are two halves to the movie. Correct. No, I'm not disagreeing at all. Two different movies and the second half is absurd. Um, There are, I mean, what I will say is that sadly what you see in the second half is the world we live in today. Like you walk down the street in New York or I imagine many different cities in the U S and that's what you see minus the like motorized floating wheelchair things. But like, I mean, it's, it's smart in that way, but there's so many weird choices that just don't work. Like having a human actor appear on the screen oh, at yeah. one point, yeah, Fred Willard. Fred Willard, who right, love, I but has no that. place in a Pixar movie. It's like yeah. it's just so many different things that take you out of it and turn it into a completely different movie from the beginning. So, yeah. Finding Nemo is not my favorite Pixar, but I also agree that Ellen DeGeneres is phenomenal, of course, and that was maybe the first animation that blew me away yeah i think that's and it's, this oh, is an animation bracket so the right. technical aspect of to capture all the water like even yeah. just rewatching it and they have all the like little like i feel like that was a huge particles just a the huge little particles that, yeah. step for them towards what they are today yeah and to making it feel different than what you can achieve with hand-drawn animation right yeah like that was the first time that i because i was always sort of a little bit like 
Right, because I have such, you know, we'll talk about it when we get to probably especially the Disney Renaissance, which is when we were children. Right. That period of, like, we started with Little Mermaid in 1989. Like, that period is what we grew up with for animation. So I was always sort of, like, a little bit more biased towards hand-drawn animation, and I didn't really like that it was, like, computers taking over, like, artists' jobs, and then for Finding Nemo, it was like, oh, no, this is something different. I see, like why this is special. Yeah. And I don't want to totally dismiss the second half of Wally. There are some stuff, some sequences that work. It's just the human characters that don't work. Yeah. And I love the Sigourney Weaver as the voice of like the ship. Yeah. Like that's a good touch. Yeah. Anytime Sigourney Weaver is involved, it's a positive. Thumbs up. Sig Weavy. <laughs> Sig Weavy. Um, so let us, we have the, our top four picks are, let's narrow to two. We've got randomly selected Ratatouille versus Finding Nemo. Oh, no. Huh. Okay, I'll go fast because we have a whole three other brackets to get to. Finding Nemo for me only because nostalgically that was like my movie. Yeah. Yep. Totally. I I would vote for Ratatouille, but it sounds like Matt is a Finding Nemo. Fan. I am. Narrowly. But, I mean, Ratatouille is amazing. It's just that I was older when I saw Ratatouille. Mm-hmm. I think it just comes down to Finding Nemo makes me cry. Ratatouille I really admire, but it doesn't move me in a in the same way. Finding Nemo is iconic in a way that Ratatouille probably never will be, too. Right. Yep. Um, Les Incredibles. <laughs> Not correct at all. <laughs> no. Versus Up. Uh, um and I took French, that's really distressing. I work at a French she chef. Uh, um I'm going up. I'm going the Incredibles. Up. Up it is. Up, up, up. So what wins our Pixar bracket? Is it finding Nemo or up? For me it's finding Nemo. Finding Nemo. I vote up, but I'm actually I'm not fine with finding Nemo, but that's fine. Whatever. I'm over it. I'm over it. Alright, so next we have our classic Disney bracket, which we started with Snow White and then went all the way through the mid-80s, which were a number of films, so we had to eliminate quite a few. And there were already some real heartbreaks for for us, for films that we lost. There were. Um, I'm sad we didn't get Peter Pan in there, a movie I like a lot. Or even Dumbo. Dumbo. I'm not Cinderella. Sad. Didn't Dumbo's make it. stupid. Dumbo. You're stupid. You. <laughs> Dumbo's racist. Baby. It is. It is. Not. I not going to deny that. I think it's important to note that Snow White did not make it. <laughs> no. That's true. Eight. And no. I think I will give it the fact that it was revolutionary original completely and it sure. totally earns points for that but i think it's overrated because of that and i think it's boring as hell <laughs> i also just think it didn't think age so. well like i'm sure if no not yeah. at all. i'm sure and if i were in 1939 look. watching it i would love it oh yeah but it would I be so not. exciting i think it's one of the highest grossing films ever yeah. if you adjust for inflation but yeah. we're not uh so classic <laughs> disney <laughs> Let us 
I feel like there will be some more passionate arguments in this one. Let's pull from the red mixing bowl. So. I'm well, this is, again, we stirring the pot. Pixar we are, for the most Disney. part, like, older. This is, like, our ch- movies we would have watched as children. On VHS. On VHS. Of course. Ooh, number one is Fantasia. Mm. Against the Aristocat. Ugh. That sucks. Okay, and I'll well, tell you why it sucks. Go. Is because the Aristocats is out for me. <laughs> um, which is sad because I love that opening sequence. <laughs> One of the best. What is the opening? Isn't I wait, don't... I'm probably thinking of the wrong movie. <laughs> oh no. It's the one where the um like the dog or the pet owners. No, match. that's 101 no. Dalmatians. Oh, okay. So yeah, that's fine. Then I don't care about the Aristocats. <laughs> I can't wait to talk about 101 Dalmatians. <laughs> See, I know my limitations. <laughs> did that make it? I hope it did. It did. It did. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> Taking several drinks now. Uh, Fantasia. Okay, well, so I need to go next. Because everybody wants to be a cat. Everybody wants to be a cat, which actually has a, also a racist moment in it. Oh, no. With a, like, stereotypically Chinese cat. Oh, like Siamese, Lady in the if you please. That's Lady in the Tramp. That's Lady in the Tramp. Oh, see, you're just again, mixing up all I your win. animal classic Disney. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I love the Aristocats. It has the amazing do me so do do so me do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it's my favorite. So it would be, but I will say, I feel like Fantasia always gets. Even in my family, Fantasia got a bad rap as the boring movie. I loved Fantasia. Oh my god, yeah. The mixture of the visuals with the amazing classical scores. Yeah. yeah. And I I remember on like I feel like it was Christmas or it was like New Year's Eve when I was a kid and my family was all together. My our family, like the adults would put it on for the kids to take a nap in the middle of the day. <laughs> and the like my sister and my cousins would fall asleep, but I always had to stay awake to the end because I was both loved and terrified of the Witch Mountain one. Yep. Yeah. At the very the end. Chernobyl. Yep. Yes, which is so good. Which apparently and they're making that into a feature length. I know. And I'm yeah. kind of excited because I love it. Oh, it's terrifying. It's it matches the music so well. In the Hall of the Mountain King. In the Hall of the Mountain like King, that's yeah. right. In the Hall of the Mountain King. No. Is it? Yeah. Shh. Two against one. It's Isn't true. in the Hall of the Mountain King. Yeah, and that's the music. And that's not the oh, that's not music. Oh, that's not music. No. Oh, maybe I'm confused. Whatever. Anyways, the point is, I do actually <laughs> really, really love Fantasia, but uh, I mean, the Aristocats was, I ranked that number one, so. Wow, I did not rank it. Um. Yeah, Fantasia has a lot to love, and it's really art. It, there's a lot to love as an Dancing adult, too. Dancing hippos. And alligators. Or crocodiles. Could be alligators. I don't know. What's the difference? What I'm are, bracing myself for your decision here. Oh, no, I'm going Fantasia, 100%. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and it's also, and I must make the confession here, I grew up with a deep, deep obsession with Disney villains. And the Chernobog and Fantasia is pretty great. Not my favorite. My number one of the classic Disney bracket is because of the villain. And we'll, we'll get to that because it did make the top eight. Um, but yeah, Fantasia has a lot to love. And I because really... Matt is a Disney villain. He kind of is. Um, yeah, I don't really remember the Aristocats, it's unfortunately. Kind of... Besides, it's too bad. It. The Aristocats is so good. It's so funny, you guys. We have to, I'm I just don't have like a personal it. attachment to that movie. 
And I think Fantasia is really... I don't have a personal time. Right back at you. <laughs> Cheers. Next, uh, we have 101 Dalmatians, which I will just let you know starts with the pet owners looking See, like their dogs. In my mind, I was like, why Why does Aristocats start with a dog sequence? And then I thought, oh, it's because the cats are watching the dogs from the safety of indoors. But it makes much more sense that it's 101 Dalmatians. Yes, oh. it sure is. All right, versus... The Sword in the Stone. Oh, well, okay. You know what I'm voting for. Is it those dogs? It's them dogs. I wanted to be Cruella de Vil for basically my whole, actually, my entire life. <laughs> you still my want My young to adult and my adult life. Put on a fur. And yes, a it might be full fur now, but maybe not if I got the right, you know euthanized pets that weren't going anywhere else. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, that's my All right, one. I'm going to stop you there. I'm definitely going Sword in the Stone. I think 101 Dalmatians is the better movie. Sword in the Stone has some sequences. In general, like the whole A plot of Sword in the Stone with Arthur and the sword is boring. But Merlin and yeah. Archimedes, the owl, all the magic, when he turns um, Ward or Wart, Ward, Wart. He's trying know. to say Sword? No. Sword. <laughs> Into a, a squirrel and a, a fish. So he avoids S. And there's two and fro. Two and fro. And the, like, the squirrel talk with the girl squirrel. And the da -da 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 -da. It, oh, I love it. And then Madame Mim. Obviously, of these two, Cruella Deville is the much better villain. Cruella Deville is iconic, but I love Madame Mim. She is so hilarious. Yeah. And the whole, like, wizard's duel with her and Merlin. Yeah. And then he turns himself into a virus to, like, defeat her in the end. Right. And, uh, I hate sunshine. I love Madame M. <laughs> I have to go with the sword and the stone. All right. Well, first, it is the night on Bald Mountain. Oh, you're okay. so right. So we were... Damn it. We were all turned every which way but up. But that's <laughs> neither here nor there. To the pressing matter at hand, I always liked some sequences in the Sword of the Stone, the ones we talked about, but it was never a favorite in my household. I love 101 Dalmatians, and it's mostly because of Cruella de Vil, so... She doesn't scare you, no evil thing will. Them doggies move on. Yes. Fair enough. It's a, it's a good matchup, though. Alright, our next matchup is, ugh. It is, ugh. The Great Mouse Detective! Versus Bambi, and this is the easiest one of my life. If Bambi were alive, I would shoot it down. So. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> oh. F you, Bambi. And someone gets an A rating from the NRA. <laughs> Meanwhile, I love the Great Mouse Detective. It's everything I like. It's period. It's anthropomorphic animals. <laughs> it's Which British. you never see in Disney movies. It's about a detective. It's based on Sherlock Holmes. Yes, please. Yes, Sherlock. Please. Sherlock. <laughs> Sherlock Holmes. Um, the owl's brew is getting to me. Uh, isn't she? Uh, well, I'm going to go Bambi. Oh my. You are not going to go Bambi. You what? are just 100% I'm going with Bambi. Are you tired? Do Thumper, you need a nap? Flower. Drip, drip, drop. Little okay. April showers. Yeah, the the hunter, is... the mom dying. 
Bambi is emotional, and Bambi's beautiful. The forest, Twitterpated. Yes, Bambi, Bambi, Bambi. The Great Mouse Detective does not 100% work. There's some, like, I like the final climactic sequence. I like Radigan. You barely remember that movie. You don't know that it doesn't work. Girl. If we watched Bambi right now, you would be bored. If we put on Great Mouse Detective right now, I would slip my own throat. So. <laughs> Good. Well, I know what we're doing there. <laughs> Good. I'd hang you up upside <laughs> no. down like you do to the uh. deer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God>. Well, <laughs> moving on, with apologies to Flower, who I think A, would be a winning contestant on RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> And the skunk. <laughs> I might note, I recently saw at a bar a person who looks a like person that. who is the spitting image of Flower, and my compatriots here what? just could not understand what that is. How Nathan's brain works. Like he can't distinguish blonde actresses. He I can't, can't distinguish, distinguish animated versus animated. live action. But this person was Flower. I I wanted to get his autograph. <laughs> but I decided against it. Uh, regardless, I have to go with the Great Monster Detective. It's one of my all-time favorites. It's genius. Yep. If I can't have uh, the Aristocats, then we definitely need the Great Mouse Detective and Bambi. Bye bye. Suck it. The All hunter right. came for you. Oh, your mom died. Too bad. Next. <laughs> Uh, okay. Next, ooh, ooh, we have Sleeping Beauty up against Pinocchio. So, Matt, you should probably go first on this. I one. suppose I should. I do love Pinocchio, but Maleficent and Sleeping Beauty is like my everything, and not Angelina Jolie. Yeah. Um, I already did mention this on our like summer movies. One of our summer movie podcast from last year when we reviewed Maleficent (laughs) and how dreadful it it was uh that I I mean when I was like literally three I mean this was one of those movies that I watched just like on loop over and over again would like throw on like a cape and recite Maleficent's lines like especially in that opening when she comes and she's not invited to the christening or whatever of Aurora she's like how quaint and I didn't know any of the words she was saying (laughs) And then there's there's me on video doing this. I wish I could include that here. <laughs> the audio. So embarrassing, but so so beautiful. So that movie is like deeply embedded in me, and I think it works too. I, I do like the movie. It's not the greatest, but it's the nostalgia. Maleficent will take it every time for me. And I love the flora fauna and Merryweather. Come on, bucket mop broom. Flora says, clean up the room. And then the cottage and. Maleficent is terrifying. We do say that to each other quite often. Or throughout the, around the apartment, we do. Yeah, it's like we we'll call each other bucket mop and broom. And, <laughs> and that's our it's time to clean up the room. Yeah, time to clean up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I I think nostalgia is part of the magic of movies, and I think mm-hmm. that I mean yeah, that's kind of what's so much fun about these brackets. But um, well, not but I mean I also would vote for Sleeping Beauty. I do love Pinocchio, um, but I think Sleeping Beauty leaves a slightly more lasting impression on me. Mm-hmm. Um, well, my vote doesn't matter, but my nose 
would grow longer <laughs> if I claimed to have seen Pinocchio more than once. Mm-hmm. I was saw. I'm sure I know I saw it once as a child, and I had no interest in ever seeing it again. I love Sleeping Beauty. I don't think you know all the middle stuff because Maleficent. It partly works because Maleficent is so amazing mm-hmm. as a as a villain. Some of the middle stuff is like. You right, know, the main yeah. character is boring. It's bland. Briar, yeah. Ro- Briar Rose is as boring as a sack of flour. But it doesn't really <laughs> matter because everything else around her. But beyond Maleficent being amazing, that, speaking of hand-drawn illustration, I think oh, that movie gorgeous. is one of the most stunning actual works of art ever put to On film. the music, too. And Ooh. then they use Tchaikovsky's, Tchaikovsky's ballet Sleeping, yeah. or Sleeping Beauty, which is gorgeous. Oh. So the music is amazing because they're using and I love Tchaikovsky and I love that ballet. So it's very easily Sleeping Beauty for his music as well. And a, a few props for Jiminy Cricket and When You Wish Upon a Star. No props. And for Figaro, oh, yeah. the Jiminy cat. Jiminy Cricket and yeah. <laughs> Tricket Crochet. Tricket Crochet. <laughs> <laughs> that is your new drag name. Tricket Crochet. Or Trinket Crochet. Trinket Crochet. <laughs> Alright, so we've got it narrowed down to four. Fantasia, 101 Dalmatians, Great Mouse Detective, Sleeping Beauty. To narrow it to two, 101 Dalmatians versus Sleeping Beauty. Mm. Yikes. That's so hard because I haven't seen either of them in a quite, quite, quite some time. And they both have two of the best villainesses. Yeah. In Disney history. If, go ahead. I mean, I'm ready. Go. Okay, yeah. then go. I know I'm not think? the most vocal of the three of us, but Do you think I think I just Crochet? realized something about me besides the fact that my new name is Trinket Crochet. Crochet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that... Especially in an, with animated films, I uh, I respond a lot more to the uh, films that are more grounded in what we consider reality. Mm-hmm. So, like, 101 Dalmatians, Great Mouse Detective, you know, those kind of take place in more or less present day or maybe not a little a bit past, tale. but not a fairy tale. Exactly. Not like a realm or a, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Fantasy land. Because yeah. um, I think as a child especially, I, and even now, like I, I just love being pulled out of the drudgery of daily life and seeing kind of a new perspective on what we have to live every day, which is sometimes painful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I have to go with 101 Dalmatians uh, for that reason. I've also seen it a few more times than Sleeping Beauty, so. I'll have to stick with nostalgia and just go with Sleeping Beauty. Um, well, I was all ready to do Sleeping Beauty because of that score and the illustration, but I think, I think when I was a kid, I probably got just more enjoyment out of 101 Dalmatians, because it was funny, and it was... (laughs) (laughs) Bambi eyes, you know I have no sympathy for For Bambi, it's true, we've established this. (laughs) No, I mean, this one is actually very, very hard, but I think... I think also in my adulthood, I have sort of a 
little bit of feeling of backlash about the whole like princess hmm. with no agency. And these are movies made for girls, and well, so I think I'm gonna go with 101 Dalmatians, but that's hard because it's better for movies. them to like skin puppies alive than smoke. Oh, her <laughs> cigarette is everywhere. Oh, I yes, love with it. The cigarette that holder. holder. And there's oh. always a trail of ash. Only, oh, I love it. Only it's in that so era hot. could they have gotten, <laughs> <laughs> gotten away with that. Yeah. No, she's amazing. But that one's hard. Those are both good. And Maleficent, I agree, is probably the best Disney villain ever. Oh, yeah. My fave. Um, all right, so our final two. Well, not final two. The other matchup in the final four is The Great Mouse Detective versus Fantasia. As much as I love Fantasia, my vote goes to Great Mouse Detective. Mine goes to Fantasia. Mine goes to the Great Mouse Detective. That is utter bull. <laughs> well, you know what? I was super unhappy with the <laughs> Pixar finale. So super. <laughs> and then so our, what? What wins? Gonna our... write a strongly worded letter to Cinetron. <laughs> Somehow our classic Disney, when you think of the classic Disney films, this is comes down to <laughs> yeah. The Great Mouse Detective versus 101 Dalmatians. And for me, it, just saying them out loud, I can't in good conscience. Well, you know I'm not going to go with Great Mouse Detective anyway. 101 Dalmatians. Except for this is not an object. I mean, if we really wanted to do a classic Disney bracket, then it would have been Seven Dwarves and Who wants Pinocchio to watch that and Dumbo. No and one. No, you're if right. you you're say right. that you want to watch Snow White again, you are lying. <laughs> what? You, you are straight up lying. That is another great villain, though. The Wicked Queen. No, what? you're lying. No, and Hi Ho. There's some good. There's some good stuff. I'm not in saying there. it's like, a bad movie. Bye Ho. <laughs> <laughs> Get out. Bye Ho. You, you gotta go. Well, for me, it's 101 Dummies. I think that's a better movie, too. I think it's just a complete. Like, you get your adventure, you have great side characters, all of those. Puppies, you root for whatever. Kodita it might be a better movie, but this our our brackets are never about the better movie or the better actress. It's about what we well, personally yeah. respond to, and what and I, I respond, respond to, to is much British mice solving crimes in turn of the century England. But like the like Scotland Yard, and then the like they all start barking to British. alert them, and then they they roll in the soot to British to look like Labradors. Mice. Wearing a deer. Well, yes, you're you're always gonna go with British anything. Yeah, hundred one Dalmatians for me, Nathan. Great mouse detective for me. Cruella de Vil. And the opening with the the need I remind you that you vividly remember this opening with the owners looking like so vividly he thought it was from the Aristocats. (laughs) I I have to be. Okay, Honest give me give me myself. something from Great Mouse Detective that you no recall. I have to be honest with myself, please, and honest to the world, mm-hmm. and say that 101 Dalmatians gets my vote. Oh, and All it's right. I think I even rated the Great Mouse Detective higher. Maybe I mean it doesn't matter, but in the original vote, but yeah, it's pretty definitively. Between those two, it goes to the puppies. I mean, both good choices. Yeah. Well, sure. For you. Shut your face. I mean, 101 it's Dalmatians over. It didn't was even such win. a bizarre era it. for Disney, I think. Which one? 100, well, 101 Dalmatians. Wasn't that like 
seventies. I don't know. I don't it seems know. like yeah, like late sixties. It's still like 60, a really yeah. weird time, I think, and I love. Oh, that. it's definitely of its era. Yeah, right. I love that though. Um, yeah. So with our first two, we had Finding Nemo win our Pixar bracket, and 101 Dalmatians emerged victorious in our classic Disney bracket. We are going to cut this off at part one, leave you hanging for part two, where we will get into the non-Disney animated films and the Disney Renaissance, which would be like anything Little Mermaid. Renaissance. (laughs) uh, Which would be anything Little Mermaid up until now. We will see you then. See you in part two. Bye. Bye.